If you're enjoying this episode, check out Fearless Fridays with Marianne, the podcast to help you transform past pain into present power so that you can heal your inner child and reshape your future. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert in Rochester, New York. My mission is to see women worldwide live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Subscribe to Fearless Fridays with Marianne on the Jazzcast Pros Network, available right here on your favorite podcast player. And remember, you are a priority and you matter. Jazzcast Pros. Now, I did disclose my abuse as a child, and I credit my mom for building a relationship with me that allowed me to be comfortable to come to her and provided me with all of the support that I needed to get through and to come out not only a survivor, but someone who has thrived despite of their abuse. Last time, I shared an interview with you uh, around Child Abuse Awareness Month. And there is some information that I want to make sure you have. And so we're going to revisit the topic this week. I want to let you know that this may have some triggers for you. It's okay if you decide that this episode is not one that you can listen to. It won't be too graphic. It won't be graphic at all. But I I just want to let you know that in this conversation, some topics are going to come up that may be uncomfortable, but may be triggering to you. Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life. I'm your host, Kelly Marie, and I invite you to take this journey with me. We're going to be talking about all things mental health and emotional well-being. You see, I am a overcomer. If you are interested in figuring out the path for you to determine how and where you will drive your future, this is the place to be. We get to determine the ride. We may not get to determine the weather or who's on the road with us or if it's going to be a scenic route or not, but we are the drivers. So join me on this ride, Living the Front Seat Life. Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life. I am your host, Coach Kelly Marie, and it's a pleasure as always to be here with you today. Now, I'm a little under the weather. You might hear that in my voice. I still wanted to be sure to record this week. So Child Abuse Awareness Month is recognized in the month of April, and I really wanted to dive in a little bit deeper in this episode around warning signs, around what you can do uh, if you are the caregiver of a child. I, I want to be sure that you have the tools that you need to stand in the gap for a, a child that you care for and, and care about and love. But it's just me today. I don't have a guest. So I want to start with just some statistics around the reality of child abuse. And I, I think one that you'll be surprised, but also um, I hope that it will be enlightening to you about how unfortunately widespread this issue is. So one in 10 children are sexually abused by their 18th birthday. One in 10. 
Only 10% though of children who've been sexually abused will disclose their abuse as a child. And that's because 90% of abusers are someone that they know, love, and trust. Now, nearly five children die a day from abuse and neglect. And finally, nearly 70% of all reported sexual assaults occur to children ages 17 and under. Those statistics are staggering to me, but they also speak to my story and the story of others that I have spoken to in my travels and healing journey. Now, I did disclose my abuse as a child, and I credit my mom for building a relationship with me that allowed me to be comfortable to come to her. There was never anything off limits in our conversation. Also, she selected, when I was just a babe, a woman to be my godmother, and she too cared for me in a way that allowed me to be comfortable to be myself, to be comfortable in sharing um, and asking questions and to know that I would be safe with them. So in disclosing my child abuse, the two of them really came together and provided me with all of the support that I needed to get through and to come out not only a survivor, but someone who has thrived despite of their abuse. And so in the process of me disclosing to my mom that I was being abused, I felt comfortable, even though it was a very uncomfortable conversation. And a lot of people don't have that. A lot of folks don't have someone that they feel comfortable turning to. It's not that they don't have a caring adult in their life, but they don't feel comfortable going to that adult. Some folks don't have um, an adult that they can turn to and share their most intimate thoughts and situations. And so I encourage you as you listen to today's podcast to, you know, think about your relationship with the children that are in your life. Have you really, um, you know, set up your relationship and shown them not just in your interaction with them, but in your interactions with others that they see that you are someone that can be trusted. Children learn by seeing. It really, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter what you say, but children learn by what they see. So many times, you know, I'll talk to parents and, you know, or you'll hear parents say, I don't know where my child learned how to lie. I don't lie to my kids, but how many times have they seen you lie? And you might not think it's a big deal, but the seed has still been planted. It could be anything from saying you like something and then later on in a conversation with someone, you say the exact opposite or any contrary thing like telling a kid that something that tastes nasty tastes good or that a shot won't hurt, you know. These are things we don't even think about. And I don't want to go too far, you know, outside of the the conversation, but um, I just want to articulate that we teach children more by doing than by saying. 
I want to give you some tools that you can use to make yourself more aware and also to help you build relationships, better relationships with the children in your lives. So the first thing I want to do is, you know, talk about how to talk about child safety and how, how you can go about teaching your child about body safety. Um, you know, so often, and the times are changing, but growing up for me and even my children, it was always stranger danger, right? Like the, the danger that you had to look out for was some creepy man in the bathroom or, you know, someone snatching you up in the mall. And that is further from the truth than, you know, night is from day. And as you heard earlier with the statistics, 90% of abusers are someone that a kid knows and, and trusts. So just imagine you're being told as a kid to watch out for strangers when oftentimes, 90% of the time, you have to watch out for those that are around you. But you don't want your children growing up fearful of people, fearful of living, but it's important to talk to kids about safety, being safe, what safe and unsafe touches are, and honestly, starting at an early age, I'm going to give you five tips from the Best Self Child Advocacy Center on ways that you can talk to your child about body safety. The first thing is to tell your child you are the boss of your body. And if someone touches you in a way that makes you uncomfortable, say no, get away and tell me. That is so empowering to let children know early on that they are the bosses of their bodies. That means you as a parent, you as a loved one have to respect that as well, right? And so in empowering children, I remember um, I was at an event and a woman brought her daughter and a friend walked up and the woman says, oh, give so-and-so a hug. And the girl said, no, she didn't want to. And so and the other woman is like, oh, come and give me a hug, trying to really coax the girl into hugging her. And the child didn't want to. And she was four or five years old. And the mom said, that's okay. You don't have to hug anyone that you don't want to, right? That is an example of letting and reaffirming to a child that they are the boss of their own bodies. They don't have to hug people and be forced to touch and hug people that they don't want to. So that is an incredible first step. The second is to teach your child the proper names for their body parts. We make up all sort of names for breasts, for vaginas, for penises, for body parts in general. And when we don't let children know what an actual name is, we mystify it. We make it something that is taboo. Instead of doing that, simply by teaching your child the proper name for their body parts, you're giving them ownership again of their body. 
Now, explain that those body parts are, are private parts. And then those parts are those that are covered. This is step three. That those parts are those parts covered by a bathing suit. And they should stay covered. And what you can say is, and I quote, it's not okay for others to look at or touch your private parts unless that person is your doctor or me. And that one gives the child boundaries because we, again, a child knows 90% of the time their abuser. And that abuser doesn't have to be an adult. It can be another child. These things happen. And, and they're real and it is discouraging and heavy, but there are ways that we can protect our children. Giving them ownership is, is truly key. So again, let step three is explain that private parts are those parts covered by a bathing suit and that they should stay covered and that it's not okay for others to look at or touch your private parts unless that person is your doctor or me. Boundaries. Step four, let your child know that no one should ever ask them to keep a secret and that it's never okay to keep secrets from you, especially if if the child is scared or uncomfortable. So that means you have to practice what you preach. You have to not ask your child to keep secrets, right? Right. And it's not that you're teaching your children not to have fun, like surprises and things like that. You're, you're really teaching them to be safe and not holding secrets is one of those ways that you can keep your child safe. That's one of the things that's a part of my story and a part of so many others is that, you know, we're told to keep these actions secret that it's just between you and the abuser. Step five is to tell your child to speak up if someone is making them feel anxious or uncomfortable. Again, you want your young person to feel comfortable talking to you, to feel comfortable being honest with you. And another part of that, and that's not one of the steps, but another part of that is listening to your child when they come to you and tell you, that they're anxious or uncomfortable or that they're scared, right? You have to take this information and make it actionable for you in your relationship with your child or loved one. You know, again, I appreciate you for being here, for listening, and I'm just grateful that I'm able to share my story with you so that you can then be there for someone else. Now, the last thing that I want to do is give you some warning signs of child abuse. I've gotten these from my friends over at the Child Advocacy Center at Best Self in Buffalo, New York. This information is available up on their website, but also I'm I'm giving it to you here. So the first is unexplained or suspicious bruises, welts, burns, or fractures. Yes, we're talking about the children in your life. They may not be your children. They may be nieces, cousins. They may be a neighbor or maybe you are a nanny or you sit for a a friend. You know, you don't have to be the parent in this situation. Just a loved one, someone that is caring for and cares about a child. 
unkempt or malnourished appearance, depression, anxiety, or sudden mood swings. These are not natural occurrences in children. Disturbed sleep, some abrupt changes in behavior like eating habits or school performance, withdrawal or aggression. Um, now, these are warning signs. These, this does not mean that a child is being abused. These are things to look out for to help you discern whether or not they are. So there may be some other reasons for abrupt changes in behavior, like being bullied, right? But that's still abuse. I don't want you to limit our conversation to just sexual abuse. This is abuse of all types for children. Being fearful of a certain person or a certain place. Self-harm or suicide attempts. I don't know if you have... Um, become aware or, or, you know, pay attention to the rates of suicide in children, but it's high and it's increasing. Wedding or soiling accidents not related to, to potty training. So yes, you're going to have accidents in that potty training phase, but pain during urination and or bowel movements. I know this was one of the issues that I had. Um, sexually transmitted diseases or urinary tract infection, um, discoloration or scarring of the genital area. Now, you would know this if you are the parent, right? Because you're teaching the child that bathing suit parts are to be covered, right? Unless it's you or the doctor. Unusual knowledge of body parts or sex and also acting out sexually with toys or other children. Again, children are learning through experience. So anything that seems out of the ordinary or they didn't pick up, you know, on television, it's a warning sign. It's, it's something to be aware of. Always take a child seriously when they're talking of being abused. You want to make sure in this case you call 911 or Child Protective Services immediately. Now, if you have any questions or are unsure of what to do, there's a National Child Abuse Hotline. It's called Child Help National Child Abuse Hotline, and it's 800-4-A-CHILD. 800-4-A-CHILD. I want to make sure you have this information that you are armed and you are equipped. Now, I told you I got this information from my local child advocacy center, which is housed at Best Self um, here in Buffalo, but there are child advocacy centers across the U.S. Now, child advocacy centers, quickly, just so you can get an idea of what they do, they um, often are a one-stop place for children who have disclosed that they're being abused. Now, child advocacy centers are child-friendly. They're trauma-informed places where these teams of professionals provide coordinated and comprehensive care and response to victims and their families and caregivers. So here, they offer um, like multidisciplinary response teams, including case facilitation and coordination crisis intervention. They have forensic interviewers so that children and witnesses can be interviewed in a way that is safe and limits the amount of time that a child has to tell their story. 
back in the day, a kid would have to tell their story over and over and over again. And having child advocacy centers in the mix now limit the amount of times that children have to tell their stories. They have medical examiners um, there and they can do evaluations, they do advocacy and education and prevention. So if you are interested in um, learning more information, just look up child advocacy centers or you can call 211 in your area and ask for your local child advocacy center. Again, I hope this is something that you never have to live through, that you never have to deal with, that no children in your life ever have to to live through a situation like this. But in the event that they do, you have the tools that you need in order to be a better caregiver, a better protector for those children in your life. So I thank you so much for taking this time to be here with me. Again, I want to just go over those five steps before we end of teaching your child body safety. It is so incredibly important, so much so I'm going to tell you again. So step one, tell your child you are the boss of your body. And if someone touches you in a way that makes you uncomfortable, say no get away and come and tell me. Two, teach your child the proper name for their body parts. Three, explain that private parts are those that are covered by a bathing suit and that they should stay covered. You should say, it's not okay for others to look or touch your private parts unless that person is your doctor or me. Four, let your child know that no one should ask him or her to keep a secret and that it's never okay to keep secrets from you, especially if your child is scared or uncomfortable. And five, tell your child to speak up if someone is making them feel anxious or uncomfortable. So again, I thank you so much. I want to give you the number again for the Child Help National Child Abuse Hotline. That's 800 for a child or you can call 211, look 211 up in your browser and look up your local child advocacy center. There are child advocacy centers across the US. So until the next time, thank you for joining me. I am your mental health coach, Kelly Marie, and be the light.